0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Uh, Grab your cup of coffee or tea or water and sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above the stars above us for the weekend uh it's good to be here it's good to be able to share astrology with all of you astrology and human design and the pleiadian earth energy we have a lot to talk about today but i'm hoping 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 that we can get through some of this and maybe we can do a couple of people's uh card readings and uh uh, at to finish off the show today and you may have noticed i was drinking water i lost my coffee cup haven't a clue what i did with it or where i left it Such is the morning that I've been having today as I've been hurrying around trying to get everything ready to come in and do this broadcast. Uh, So uh, I hope everybody's doing well and I hope everybody has uh, been thinking about the possibilities that's been a big theme for this week and really listening to the stories that we're telling ourselves and others about our lives or about what's possible or about who we can be or who we can't be, and then consciously being able to shift those stories into the more positive if you discover of course that they're um, not quite as polished as they could be. Uh, The energy for the week has been very profound in that respect and of course that's the big theme for 2021 and as we go further and further into the year this is going to become a bigger drumbeat, a louder drumbeat as Saturn is going to take up residence in gates that talk about telling of a new story and looking at possibilities and not just at the the limitations that we see right in front of us. Which by the way, brings me to those of you who are interested in the human design for 2021, course that I released for free to everyone. All you have to do is go and sign up for Living Astrology Academy, which again is free and you have access to that course and other courses that I will produce for free this year. And, uh, Asa, if you're out there, this is the time to share that second link that I sent you because the course has now, uh, I have now added Saturn, at least the written part of the Saturn script for 2021. And later this afternoon, I will be able to get the uh, next video out and that will at least get Jupiter and Saturn uh, for 2021 out there for everybody. Next will be Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And I think I will take the three of them together. And then you will have a very clear picture of what some of those bigger themes are and what your part is in all of that. And of course that course is much more helpful if you have your own personal human design sitting there with you while you're taking the course so that you can check your own chart against what's going on in the greater picture. All right, so let's dive in, shall we? Today the moon is in the sign of Scorpio right now, this moment in the void. So if you've been wandering around wondering why nothing seems to be coming together this morning, that could be a source or a cause for that. Uh, the moon is in uh, the, mo- the moon the moon is in the void up until 9 17 a.m. my time. So 12 17 p.m. for those of you that are on the east coast. And then it will move into the sign of Sagittarius. And in Sagittarius, uh, the energy shifts from the more deep, intense, and passionate energies of Scorpio into the lighter, more uh, adventurous energies, let's say, of Sag Um, message from I don't see me. You don't see me. How do you not see me? Uh, Okay, let me go and see me. Good morning, everybody. Apparently, I wasn't live. I've been sitting here for five minutes chatting with all of you and did not realize that I was not live. Oh, yikes. So, thank you, (laughs) Ace. Thank you, thank you. Um, So, good morning. (laughs) Grab your cup of coffee, your tea or your water, sit back and let's chat about what's going on in the stars. I think I just got pranked by Mercury in retrograde. Thank you very much, Mercury. Uh, As I set up the show, I hit go live, and I came back to Zoom like I always do and started talking to you all about astrology. Uh, Apparently, though, I wasn't live, so nobody could find me, but I am here. So I'm going to reframe some of the things that I've been talking about so that you guys can actually hear me, and it wasn't me just talking out there to the universe. So. Oh, what a way to start a Friday, right? So today, we are going to be talking about the weekend's energy. So today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And we have some interesting energy, certainly for the weekend, as Venus tangles with both Saturn and Uranus. It's always kind of fun to see the feminine goddess taking on and trying to tame the two outer uh, titans, Saturn and Uranus. And it's sure to bring up some issues for us. Uh, not necessarily in a negative way, although sometimes we perceive uh, these kinds of transits in more negative ways. Now, a couple of things that I was talking about I uh, before I realized I wasn't on air is that uh, this last week has seemed to be a week, this whole week has been and will continue to be on into the future now, a week where we are brought into the stories that we are telling and the stories that we're telling are often based on things that have happened in the, fa- in the past or that were not so positive or are ways sometimes that we are um, kind of, I don't, I don't even know what the words are, where we're sort of, uh, making it okay the things that we've gone through because of the stories of our pasts, and the energy now is really very much shifting into the possibility of telling a new story, and that's both from a um, <laughs> that's from a, a, a personal level as well as the greater collective level. And to that end, I have been working through the information to put out there for everybody on the human design for 2021. Yesterday, I was able to finish up Saturn, at least the written up part of Saturn. So if you're already a member of Living Astrology Academy, you can go back in there and grab that information later today. The video that accompanies that will be ready, and you'll be able to hear all about Saturn. Asa, this is a great time to share the link for people who maybe are just listening for the first time and don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but I have decided to offer free courses for people throughout 2021. And the first one, of course, was about human design for 2021. So you can go in and grab that course. This morning... I got the idea to do the next free course, and that one is going to be on the North and the South nodes in your chart and what they mean and uh, how you can learn to get on track with your life purpose through the, the trajectory that the nodes are showing for your personal life. Uh, but of course, I can't start on that till I'm finished with the human design for 2021. So follow the link that Ace is putting there in the chat. Sign up for the Academy. It's free. Right, you don't have to be a member, you can sign up for the membership part of that if you desire, but the uh, Academy itself is free, and there you can gain access to the free courses as they come up in 2021. Uh, There was something else I was going to say about that. Um, Oh, the next uh, section after Saturn, will be about Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. I'm going to kind of lump the three of them together because they don't move very much at all through 2021. And uh, that makes that one a little bit easier. So probably within a week, I'll have that finished up. And everybody um, uh, everybody will have access to it. Okay, so Asa is saying she can't see the link. So I'm going to go pop over to here and see if I can put in the link. Yes, there you go. All right. So there's the link for everybody to go and join the free Living Astrology Academy and access the Human Design 2021 course. (laughs) looks like I put it out there twice. Wow, the universe is really loving me today. Hey, while I'm over here, let me just say hello to everybody. Good morning, Kamal, and it's great to see you. Jules De lune good morning to you. Corey, good morning. Christine says, hi, Janet and everyone. Mimi, great to see you. JLo, grand rising. Tom Wright, I was sitting here for five minutes and not seeing or hearing you. Um, that is too funny, right? Jules, Janet, I love your scarf. Thank you. This was a gift from my friend Cornelia. I love it too. Tom, comments took a while too. It's because Tom, I sat here talking to everybody, but I wasn't live. I thought I was live. And Asa said, Janet, I don't see you. And then I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, there's a problem. So that's what happened. Uh, good morning Ursula and Christine says oh same here too. Tom links are working goddess Asa all good. Yes, thank you. And um, uh, yes, I think they are changing it to where someone has to type first in order to see the the the, the are you talking about how, before you can see anything in the chat maybe JLo and good morning Tammy. And thank you Asa for getting those links up there. Uh, I'm going to head back to zoom so I can finish talking about the moon. Uh, Now I don't recall if I said this this morning uh, to you or if I said this before when I thought I was talking to you, that the moon today is in the sign of Scorpio and right now is in the void. So if you're feeling a little bit wandering and a little bit aimless, that might be why, because the moon is in the void up until 9.17 a.m. Pacific time, which will be um, 12.17 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast. And after that, the moon moves into the sign of Sagittarius, changing up the energy that we have available for us for the weekend. And I want to spend some time this morning really helping everyone to understand Sagittarius energy we might as well take this moment right now because this year there are two eclipses in the sign of Sagittarius one a solar eclipse and one a lunar eclipse one occurring in may and that will be the full moon lunar eclipse and then another one in december only about seven degrees away from the first one and that one will be a new moon solar eclipse so if we understand the nature of Sagittarius energy, then maybe we can really understand what it is that the eclipse brings us as eclipses are often game changers. So they're still a new moon or a full moon, but it's got a higher energy to it. And so I I usually say they're jacked up, meaning that there's more potential for the expression of that moon than there is in any normal kind of full moon. And because the full moon and the new moon solar eclipses are tied to where the uh, nodes are transiting through, the north node and the south node, then it, it bears witnessing what it is that we're trying to work through via the sign. And it, these are going to be south node Eclipses meaning that Sagittarius is housing the south node right now, where Gemini has the new the uh, north node so the trajectory is from the south toward the north. So what we'll find in the eclipses coming up that are in Sagittarius is having to look back at all of our old beliefs and the old things that we have in our minds, our old um, philosophies or our the, the things that we have um, taken as truth and to re-identify what is it that is really our truth and what really has meaning for us. And likely then we're gonna see that where there's gonna be a clash during these periods of time between values that uh, came from the past and the values of what's coming for the future. And of course that's been sort of the motif for a while. So that's not necessarily new, but in Sagittarius, we have to look at all of the self-righteousness that we have around who's right, who's wrong, whose beliefs are true, whose beliefs are false. So we get some more of this idea of really searching for or being on a quest for truth. The quest for truth is a high um, experience for the sign of Sagittarius. And under that quest for truth might be our religious beliefs, our spirituality, and the guidance that we get from our higher selves. Or we could say even it is the lack of those beliefs Or the self-righteousness that we hold around our beliefs where we don't tolerate or have room for or accept that many people have many different beliefs and that just because you believe one way doesn't make your way the right way. Right. That's that's called closed mindedness. And so we see in Sagittarius energy then where the moon is going to be this weekend, as well as those eclipses later on in the year that we're we're grappling with those places where we have held truths that kind of excluded other truths or the possibility that others might have a piece of the truth. Now, Sagittarius energy also connects us to the natural world. It is a sign that is uh, connected very deeply to nature, and nature is a source of nurture for a Sagittarian. Now, remember, the reason we're talking about this has this big implication for later in the year, but also every one of you, even if you're not a Sagittarius, has Sagittarius in your chart somewhere. And wherever Sagittarius is in your chart, the house that it's in will identify the area of your life that is being affected by Sagittarius with the moon this weekend, and then with these uh, eclipses later on in the year. So if you have your own uh, astrology chart, then look and see where Sag is in the chart. If it's in a house like uh, the house of growth and expansion, then you can expect that your beliefs, your open-mindedness are going to be leading you into new areas and new uh, thoughts and things like that. So whatever the house is, is the where that the action is going to take place in. Now, also with Sagittarius, there's this quest for peace of mind that nature actually helps restore equilibrium for a sagittarian it's a a fire energy right sag is a fire sign he is ruled by the planet jupiter so there's a lot of really big energy that runs through sagittarius and in order to stay grounded and to be able to get back to peacefulness nature is the nurture exactly like i said earlier for sagittarius so if you can get out this weekend, out into nature, and uh, live outdoors a bit if you can. Uh, Sagittarius's energy is expansive. And so the idea of travel and freedom and adventure are big themes that we see in the sign of uh, Sagittarius. They like to explore, explore ideas, explore deeply into whatever it is that interests them. So when we have Sagittarian energy that's at play, we want to go to the depth of who we are. We want to go to the depth of why this is happening or whatever it is that we happen to be studying. There's also a spontaneity around Sagittarius energy. It is fire energy. And so it is sort of that initiating energy. And in spontaneity, what that is really referring to is the spontaneous adventure that comes up, the spontaneous opportunity to get out and do something different or to explore. So that's more of the fun-loving, expansive part of Sagittarian energy. Now, Sagittarius also rules the law. So where we think about attorneys and lawsuits and court proceedings, that all is in Sagittarius territory. And I think partly because laws hmm, were sort of developed as a way to uh, legislate morality. And when we are talking Sagittarius, it can be a sign that gets on the morality bandwagon very easily. And there is conscious, conscience here. Not consciousness necessarily, but conscience and so that moral compass that is often dictated from the outer world through religions or through belief systems or cultures or societies uh, are really absorbed with that Sagittarius energy. So we want to we so our, our laws specifically were developed to make sure that people were not murdering one another or taking advantage of one another and all of that type of thing. So the the law as it stands as a moral um, uh, institution, let's call it, uh, is ruled by Sagittarius. So what we may see with eclipses coming in the later part of the year uh, in Sagittarius is a change in what that moral compass is all about. Not that we suddenly decide to throw out, uh, you know, our values or the things that we see as a lawful and moral society, but the nature of what that, what constitutes morality is certainly changing. And you can see that in every walk of life here. And I would expect that that continues, you know, as we move through 2021. And because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, Jupiter is the planet of optimism and growth and expansion. It's about broadening our horizons. So for the time that we have the moon going through Sagittarius, we all tend to be a little more optimistic, forward-looking, and uh, open-minded instead of closed-minded. And in that case, we can explore new ideas and be inspired by different things that are going on in the world that other people are involved with. This is also a place where we must learn faith. That's a big Um, theme coming in uh, through Jupiter, at least in 2021. And that faith then is uh, our faith in a higher power, our faith in ourselves, our faith in sort of the divine nature of humanity. And then there is also good luck and good fortune when we have Jupiter in Sagittarius or when Jupiter or uh, Sagittarius energy is being triggered. And that's because the planet itself is acts like a magnetic uh, attractor to bring good things to us. But as you might suspect, that depends also upon what you are focused on. If you're focused on the more negative, then likely you're bringing that to yourself. If you're focused on what more is possible, or how can this get any better? Or I wonder how the universe is going to solve this problem for me, uh, then you are getting the higher end, which would be the good luck and good fortune. Sagittarius also rules higher education, and uh, in that respect, colleges and universities or any uh, after your formal um, education from, you know, primary grades through high school, uh, it rules the college university education you get or tech school education, anything post uh, school uh you know, primary grades and philosophy, seeking answers. This is a sign that's on the hunt for the truth. As we said in the beginning, the quest for truth and seeking answers is all a part of the uh, broadening of the mind and the broadening of the education and knowledge base that each person has on the planet. There's also the negative sides, right? As we look at uh, the energy in Sagittarius, there are the more negative qualities of blunt communication. Uh, Sagittarius is a sign where we often have trouble uh, filtering what it is that we want to say. Things can come out. I mean, there's such a, a, a an energy for truth and honesty, and that's refreshing, right? That part's refreshing. But sometimes that comes out in a way that can hurt other people's feelings as we forget to filter what we wanna say, or we forget, uh, going back to our human design, that the throat center is designed to be invited out. So your voice is designed to be, you're, you're designed to be invited into a conversation, not just blurting out that that dress looks terrible on you. What were you thinking when you got dressed this morning? Those kinds of things hurt people's feelings. Uh, But if you wait for that invitation, like someone says, how does this dress look on me? Then you have the opportunity to share honestly what your opinion is. Remember, they're just opinions. Uh, Self-righteousness, also a part of the careless nature of the Sagittarius negativity, negative side excesses and extravagances. Remember, Jupiter has its negative side too. It's not all about optimism and growth and expansion. Sometimes it's overly generous, overly um, uh, extravagant and gives too much, does too much, eats too much, drinks too much, gambles too much, right? There's a lot of possibility for excesses in Sagittarius and Jupiter energies. Blunt communication, we did that one, taking shortcuts. Uh, Sagittarius energy has always reminded me of uh, the manifesting generator, who is designed to take shortcuts, Uh, but sometimes that Sagittarius energy if you're not a manifesting generator can cause you to tie into hopscotching around and taking shortcuts and then realizing I now I got to go back and do it all over again, and in the body, uh, Sagittarius rules the hips the thighs the liver, so inside the liver, and uh, a condition called sciatica, and which is interesting because I would have thought sciatica was more Leo energy, but it turns out it's Sagittarius. Uh, okay, I'm looking to see. Uh, okay, no questions or anything at this moment. Okay, good. Everything's set. Uh, Now, today, the moon is making some really good connections. In fact, it is the moon today, tomorrow, and into Sunday that is really making good connections as today, there is a sextile to Pluto to Venus and to Saturn that tends to temper the emotional energy a little bit it makes things move smoothly and uh, the moon in Sagittarius is open hopefully open-minded the problems will come in in any place where you have been closed down where you are stuck in a rut of thinking or stinking thinking as we sometimes say in human design but likely the emotional energy is working well today Uh, As well, today, we have Venus conjunct Saturn. That is the biggest news of the day. And that actually is happening later in the day and into early tomorrow. For those of you that are on the East Coast or over in Europe, you'll actually have that in your tomorrow. Uh, But for those of us on the West Coast, Mountain Time and uh, Central Time, it is occurring today. And does that really matter? No, because it's a pretty powerful transit anyway, and it will be, it's been affecting us. Uh, through yesterday, today, into tomorrow and will affect us likely even into Sunday because transits don't happen in just a vacuum, right? They happen as they the planet is being magnetized to express its energy in certain ways as it approaches the planet that it's going to conjunct with or it's going to be in a square to or in opposition with. And then as they come into the exact, then we have sort of the breaking of the energy and then the waning of the energy as it moves on beyond that transit. So some of these things made a bit, might have been uppermost in your mind for the last couple of days, or at least through today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So Venus conjunct Saturn limits in our finances and in our relationships. Venus rules our values, our finances, and our relationships, And she brings us into worthiness, the worthiness to receive. She's a very feminine planet and she is the more receptive uh, in nature. And when she comes into a conjunction with Saturn, finances and relationships and and our self-worth comes into constriction, right? Saturn represents constriction or form or structures. So we might find that we maybe we have an internal inkling of some some nature of constriction going on in our finances. Perhaps there are issues popping up in our relationships related to finances or having values that you know are, are um, common. Um, this might be a great time for us to, instead of seeking material satisfaction or material resources in the outer world to go inward and seek the spiritual resources. Venus as a goddess energy as a feminine energy rules the internal rules the quiet right the the womb uh, areas. so she she's bringing us inward so the inward journey might take us into places where we are uh, restrictive in our thinking where we may be in fear around finances or fear around never having a relationship or losing the relationship that we're in. So with, this is a time for us to get real sort of in terms of our our finances and our relationships. And in in that process, sometimes a Venus conjunct Saturn will bring us up the tests to see how committed we are to the relationship or to being financially savvy or to, you know, be saving money or to whatever it is, right? Uh, So we may experience that kind of constriction, not out of a punishment like Saturn can sometimes do, but more out of uh, an ability to realign ourselves with our values. Okay. This is important. Because it has implications for later in the year, uh, later, like back uh, up into December, tw- uh, December 19th, when Venus turns retrograde in Saturn-ruled Capricorn. And she will be retrograding through the same territory that Saturn, Jupiter, Pallas, Athena, and uh, all those planets that were in constriction mode uh, over the, the end of 2019 and all of 2020 were placed. So we We're we're getting a chance, I think, now to really clean up where we are in all of that. And then I checked the gate in human design to see where those two planets were sitting. I don't even know I had to check that because I should have known. Gate 41, right? Right? Gate 41 is the gate that we began the human design new year in. It is the gate of imagination. It is the gate that takes us into what more is possible, right, and the ability to bring into reality or the need to bring into reality the things that lie in our imagination. So this was about bringing the dream into reality, right? You can have a dream, but if you never take any steps to make the dream a reality, then it just lies there in the imagination, becomes a fantasy, and doesn't ever become concrete or real. So at Gate 41, this is about bringing our values into reality, not just speaking about them as if they're something that we'll experience late next year. (laughs) It's about bringing them in now, right? And using the energy of imagination to see what more is possible. All right. Uh, Today's Pleiadian earth energy is eight loving. Loving energy was Lamont in the Mayan calendar. It was the representation of Venus and so what we have today is a day of abundance and connection remember the number eight is about the heart to heart right where we are connected we are mirrors of one another so when we see love out there in uh the faces of our children or our spouses or our friends it is a reflection of us and then same thing is uh in the opposite if we're seeing you know Jane uh, <laughs> blame and judgment <laughs> then um, we're we're also carrying that. So looking deep within to find the loving connection that we have and sustaining that loving connection, but it also is an upright and a connection between us uh, at the heart level where the divine meets the physical human, the divine human meets the physical human. So it's that interface of abundance and connection that we have both to spirit, uh, source or God, whatever you want to call that, and to one another, right? Living spirit, living uh, living divine. It's a great day. It's a good day today. And okay, any questions about that, Asa? I think... Uh, Okay, no problem. Uh, Then let's go to tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday, the moon is in Sagittarius for the bulk of the day, for all day, pretty much, and is also in good relationships, this time with Jupiter, the sun, and with Mercury in retrograde. Uh, The only sort of negative in there is a square of the moon to Neptune. And usually, that one's not all that negative because it usually challenges us to listen to our intuition, to tap into our emotional intelligence, to remain responsive rather than reactive to the emotional energy that we are experiencing. So so tomorrow, the moon emotionally is actually setting us up for success. Uh, the moon does go into the void tomorrow, though, at least for those of us on the west Uh, the west, the mountain, and the central time zones at 10.17 p.m. Uh, So really that's only going to be Pacific and Mountain Standard Time. We'll have the moon in the void at 10.17 Pacific. That'll be just after midnight for those of you on the East Coast. And then he is or she is in the void all the way until Sunday at 12.52 p.m. And again, that specific time. Uh, 352 for those of you on the east coast interesting timing wise because who wants to start the super bowl under a void of course moon well actually i think the game actually does start in the void so the action may be slow the first part of the game and then picking up later and then the moon of that time of course moving into capricorn which makes me think that the person, the team that is following the plan that they laid out for the game and who is able to capitalize on their strengths is going to be the team that actually wins with the moon and Capricorn. And I don't know if either of the teams are Capricorn teams or whether they, you know, they're, uh, uh, their their institution was developed during uh, a void of course moon that we could look all that up. It's just kind of fun to say, oh, okay, so the team that wants it the most, which is kind of vague, but um, they will be the ones that win it, and the ones that are able to execute the plans that were um, laid out for the game. But tomorrow also brings us into Venus in a square to Uranus, which again was is already in action, right? Today, tomorrow, and on Sunday, we're going to be feeling this Venus square Uranus, uh, Venus conjunct Saturn in a square to Uranus. And there's a bit of rebellion going on here. Uh, Venus might be uh, as soft as she can be, but Uranus is that awakener, that that lightning strike, that that uh, controversial. Uh, uh, contrary energy that pops up periodically and rebelling against restrictions. That's the big news for the weekend. And that may be a struggle with our values or a clash in our values between ourselves and others uh, or within your own family unit. And it can also be uh, this idea of, of trying to maintain or gain your freedom within the confines of a relationship? How do we work together as a team in a relationship without losing our own identity or our own freedom? So there may be clashes perhaps over money, who gets it, who gets to spend it, who decides that kind of thing within the relationships. There could be other clashes as well in our relationships. There can be Sometimes with Venus in a square to Uranus, there's an attraction that you feel to someone who is totally unique or off the wall or, you know, stands out there as the rebel. Uh, it's sort of like that. Uh, you could almost say Uranus is sort of the bad boy of the planets, right? The, the one that everybody, you know, wants to be like, but can be very chaotic and very upsetting uh, when the contrary nature of the planet comes out we may find ourselves in a tug between being close and intimate with someone versus our freedom and being aloof. Those are uh, big energies that might be raised at the moment. There can be all kinds of disagreements around money. It's interesting to see uh, the Congress trying to get a bill passed for more money to come through for the pandemic. And for once in my life, I'm sort of on the side of the Republicans in this case. Let's do it a little bit smaller, um, so let's not add too much to the debt load. Because I feel like Venus squaring Uranus, Venus conjunct Saturn is leading us to be a little bit more circumspect in how it is that we spend our money. So there we have that. That's a bigger world explanation, but also something that may be more uh, intimate, more you know, in your in your personal lives about issues around money or in the relationship that you have. Saturday is also a good day because the sun is in a trine to the North node. So personally, when we're looking at our pathway of destiny, the North node is the trajectory where we're headed. And collectively at the moment, the North node is in Gemini. So we're headed to be able to embrace new ideas, to be curious and to follow our lines of curiosity, to inform ourselves of what more is possible, what more is out there. Oops, how can we embrace change? And that is about aspiring to our goals, right? What rising up to meet the challenges that are in front of us um, to evolve and grow. And that is individual, but it's also collective, right? Not everybody has their North Node in Gemini, but we all have it transiting through Gemini and the South Node transiting through Sagittarius right now. So it's really kind of up in the field, uh, the energy up in our minds and it's up for us to really look at, are we following the path? And sometimes the path is a little bit unclear. We might not know exactly what it is we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, who we're supposed to do it with, which is why I really love human design, because human design answers those questions, the who, the what, the how, the when, all it comes through in your human design chart, which, by the way, uh, in honor of February and love energy, specifically the energy of self-love right now all of the human design readings are discounted by twenty dollars or by twenty percent or t- i don't even know what percent i did so for example a human design a full reading is typically 199 it is now 179 and as well a, a, a smaller version of that reading which is normally 99 is now down to 89 dollars. and i will keep it that way through the end of february and as long as you purchase it before the end of February, you will be able to get it at that discounted price, even if it has to be scheduled into March. So, Asa, share the other link that I sent with you, if you sent to you, if you can, uh, because that is the link to the Human Design readings on my website, and uh, that again is available through the end of February. And I'm hoping that I've set this up correctly, but you also have an option now when you buy those types of readings to be able to break it up into payments. And that's through PayPal. They allow you to break it into four payments and uh, it doesn't affect me. So it's a good thing. It doesn't affect you, except that you get to have something that you really want. Uh, a human design reading and you get to pay for it in smaller chunks so check that out on my website and that is um where under if if ace is not able to share the link it would be the link for you go to living-astrology.com and under human design readings so you'll you'll see under human design and then readings i hope that's clear all right so uh the Pleiadian earth energy for tomorrow. Since today's an eight, that means tomorrow's a nine. Nine is the universal energy of harmony, harmonizing, right? It's nine feeling tomorrow. So feeling in the Mayan calendar was Muluk. It was a representation of water water representing emotions. So tomorrow is about harmonizing our emotions. And interesting when you have Venus square Uranus where we may not remember to temper our emotions. Luckily the moon isn't stirring up the pot too bad tomorrow but we may go unconscious if we get triggered. So we have to remember to be responsive and not in reactivity. Reactivity creates more conflict. If we can breathe and be in response, it doesn't mean that the conflict goes away, but our response to that conflict is more of a choice we're making rather than a, a reaction or knee jerk reaction to something. So, emotional energy tomorrow um, as we look at the Pleiadian calendar. And I think I saw a, m- a message here from Asa for questions. A question from JLo She has solar and lunar eclipse before and after birth with Neptune in between. Would you talk s- on this thing? Um, say it's best to focus on Neptune energy with the house at the time of these eclipses. Uh, so let me see if I understand this Neptune in between. So your, your Neptune is in Sagittarius, I'm taking it. And so it must be somewhere between five and 12 degrees. And that means somewhere that that the eclipse is sort of in, uh, sandwiching, if you will, your Neptune. And I can't remember now where Sagittarius is in your chart, JLo. But uh, I would say yes, it's about really looking at uh, and getting clarity on something. So the full moon is the one that occurs in May, and that is about light being shined into something that allows you to let go of something or to complete with something or something becomes revealed to you. And whatever that's about in your chart, whatever that house is, with Neptune somewhat close by, it may be where you have been unable to see clearly and now you suddenly can see clearly. It's right like that, the song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Uh, I can see clearly now that the revealing energies are Uh, making Neptune light up. So it might be something that's been going on internally. It might be something that is spiritual in nature that you become enlightened by during the eclipses. Now, the other side uh, is going to be a new moon solar eclipse that will happen in December. So not anywhere near the same time, a completely opposite time of the year. Uh, But a new moon solar eclipse may give Neptune a new view of spirituality, uh, seeing things more clearly, but through internal lenses and not just the external lenses, something that, you know, like sort of an aha of the internal sort, uh, not something in the outer world that triggers the aha. And the new moon always gives us the opportunity to start something new. So maybe it's a new spiritual path. Maybe it's a new truth. Maybe because I know you also have 17 in your human design chart defined. Maybe it's a new sense of how, what your, how your opinions uh, are playing out in the world and how they are supported or not supported. And maybe they're not even true, right? Your opinions are just opinions until there's proof that they're true. So it's a hunt for the truth, right? That's that's true with whatever planet might be sandwiched in between. And a question from Tammy, my chart says true node. How does that relate to North or South node? The true node is the North node. The the nodes tend to wobble. And if you, if you actually chart the movement of the north node, the south nodes, because they they move in tandem, right? So if the north node is in Gemini and it's clicking to the next degree, then the south node in in Sagittarius also clicked to the next degree. And they wobble, meaning that they are days, they could be in forward motion, then they turn retrograde, then they turn forward and back and forth and back and forth. And it's dizzying almost to try to chart that. So instead of... um, of following that and that dizzying array, we go to the true node, which uh, unless you're at the end of a sign uh, or the very beginning of a sign is more accurate for you. So for example, in my own chart, I had that same issue where if you look it up, it says that that day uh, the, the node was in Virgo. But when you do a chart for me with the true node, it was actually at the 29th degree of Leo. And that's the nature of the sign, right? And, and I know this because Tom, whose birthday is just, uh, what is it Tom? Three, two and a half weeks before mine, uh, in the same year, we're the same age. Everything else is the same, but he's a zero degree Virgo node. And I'm a 29 degree node, even though you would think that because it moved into Virgo, it would be you know, moving further ahead. So it's just an interesting dynamic. So the true node gives us the exact for you. And that's what we really want is on that day, at that moment, the node was here. And so the true node is the North node. The South node is going to be exactly opposite of that true node. So I hope that answers your question, Tammy. And, uh, oh, I thought there was an- another. Nope, nope, nope. So anyway, if you have any other questions about that, uh, let Asa know. All right, so Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is a day without any new astrological transits. And I didn't even really look at what the moon was doing because there aren't any new moon transits that day because the moon is in the void most of the day. Uh, There isn't anything new happening until later in the afternoon, uh, late afternoon for those of you on the East Coast and uh, earlier in the afternoon for us on the uh, West Coast. But the moon will be moving into Capricorn, but still not making any other new transits to planets. But it is the beginning of a new human design week. And I want to take a look at that with you because it is a week of revolution, And let's see, I'm going to share my screen, first of all. Yes, I do have that open. Okay, so one second here while I get the sharing part ready. And here we go. Share. Ah, I love it when a plan works during a mercury retrograde. Here we have from February 7th through the 12th where open-minded and open-hearted revolution and rebirth is possible. Note the open-minded and open-hearted part. That is the important piece here. And as we're moving ahead, it's because the sun is now sitting, will be sitting at the gate 49, which is an energy of revolution. And we call it now the catalyst energy because it's being inspired, and inspiring others to make changes in alignment with what feels right. In other words, there's a pathway opening up the sun, shining the light on that pathway of revolution, which is also about change. It's also about rebirth, right? Regeneration and rebirth. So when we look at it through the gene keys, we see the shadow is the shadow of reaction right? So that's why we're talking, when we're talking about this weekend, and we also see the possibility that we can become reactive rather than responsive, we are really wanting to learn that the shadow energy of reaction is a fear-based energy, that when we move into response, this is where we have more of the open mind and the open heart. And then as you see, that leads us to revolution, which then leads us to rebirth. So the sun very much showing us Um, the pathway forward. Now it's the earth that forms the foundational sort of energy. You have to have this kind of in place, the earth, before you can actually uh, go with the sun. And so the gate four, which is on the Oh, you can't see, here's gate four. You can just barely see it. It's on the Ajna and it's leading up toward the head center uh, where the 49 is down on the emotional center. It sits right below the gate six leading down toward the root center. And that is an energy... Uh, So the emotional center is about the responsive part, right? That's where response is coming in versus reaction. But up here in the Ajna, it has a lot to do with what our mind is focused on. And the fact is with the gate four where earth is, possibility thinking is where we should be focused. Possibilities emerging into form in the right timing. And we want to resist falling into self-doubt, which is what the gate 63, which you can't see here, but is the other side of the channel from gate four is about. So we want to we want to deal with the possibilities, right? We want to say, we want to open up our minds because then we are open to what more is possible. So that's a big theme again, coming up from the seventh through the 12th. And in the gene keys, what the shadow here is, is of intolerance right, where we can't tolerate anybody else's ideas but our own. And of course, that plays out in other ways in our relationships with one another, uh, our thoughts about uh, the different uh, races, about the different political parties, about the different communities, about different religions, and all, all the things that we have that we use as in shadow of fear, the fear being intolerance here or fear leading to intolerance. The gift is understanding. And in the Siddhi, the highest aspect here is forgiveness. So it should be a really interesting human design week as well. So what you do now is you take your own personal human design chart. You check at the emotional center to see if you have the gate 49 defined. It's defined if it's colored in. If there's no color there, then it's open. If you have color there, it means this gate is now going to be more important, right? It adds some emphasis to the energy of revolution and reaction versus response and all of that for you for the week. If the energy is open, meaning it would be white, then you are now experiencing catalyzing energy about being inspired and inspiring others uh, to align with what feels right, what's coming next. And uh, if you happen to have the gate, let's see, what's at the other nine of 49 is gate 19. If you have gate 19 defined, that's on the root center now. If you have that one defined, it's going to have a completion point with the sun at gate 49. So the entire channel of love and marriage, of sensitivity, of uh, of relationship and intimacy in relationship is defined. And those may be the issues that you're working with for the week. The earth is at the gate four, that's up on the Ajna. So look up there at the Ajna. If the gate four is open, it's suddenly going to have energy there and you're definitely going to be working with possibility thinking. If it's already defined and uh, it has color in it, whether it's red, black or striped, It is now that you have emphasis on creating from possibility thinking. And of course, the other end of that is the gate 63, the other end of that channel. So if you have gate 63 defined, it's hanging there perhaps then earth sitting at gate four takes and makes that channel defined. And now you may be falling into the trap of self-doubt. Instead of doubting information that's being fed to you, you find yourself doubting your own heart or your own motivations, et cetera. So those give you some ideas of things to watch out for uh, for the next five days starting on Sunday. All right, questions or comments. Uh, I am now going to take three readings. Asa, the first three people that want to have a card reading, uh, let me know. And I'm gonna, while you're doing that, I'm gonna bring up some of my decks of cards and be ready. Ooh, dragons wanna play. Um, So do the minds, okay. So I have four decks, if you want a Mayan card, a wisdom of the Oracle, which is the Colette Baron reed deck, <laughs> uh, dragons, and the dog pack, right? Our listener out there, Leslie Zuber, who uh, did the, the dog pack. So let's do it. Uh All right, while I'm waiting for people to decide, I'm actually gonna draw a dog pack card for us for the weekend, a collective card. Where did my book, there you are, you got stuck in there. So um, this is gonna be a card for the collective for the weekend, while I'm waiting for a couple of you to decide you wanna have a card reading. Japanese Akita, Inner Strength. It's not a pretty dog. That's a beautiful dog. So let's see what the Japanese Akita means for us for the weekend. Is it going to be this way? All right. You will gain inner strength by mastering your animal instincts. Inner strength is more powerful than raw physical strength. Your natural instinct is to be in charge, much like the pack leader. And in order to be the pack leader, you need to exercise self-discipline in life. This will build the character and integrity you need to face overwhelming challenges. So look deep within and draw upon your inner knowing, your inner strength, and know that you can handle the challenge at hand. Akita's advice, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And that's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. I love that card. Okay, we haven't used our dog pack in a while. Okay, so Tom, Corey and Debbie Tippett's two meal. Okay, so Tom, what kind of card do you want? And let me know that because otherwise I'll just choose and you usually like Woto. And so I'm picking Woto until I hear differently. (laughs) Uh, So for Tom, Tom. What does Tom need to know for the weekend? Oh, you have truth be told. That's kind of apropos, don't you think? 14, which is a five. Truth be told. And it was upright. And 14, let's see what it means. The essential meaning of the card, honesty, accepting things at face value, coming out of denial, the willingness to be transparent, and clarity of (laughs) communication. I'll still draw you a Mayan card, Tom. The oracle's message says there is the truth, which is the essence of a thing, and then there is a truth, subjective according to the philosophy of the adherent or believer, This is not a time for debate about which one, which truth is truer. This is a time when you are called to proclaim your truth out loud and be willing to be transparent, honest, and open in your communication with others and with yourself. Nothing less than surrender to what is peeling off the layers of denial that kept you tied to an illusion will set you free. Be authentic and gloriously flawed and spirit will answer with miracles. Hmm. I think that's a pretty good card uh so i so for Corey and debbie right now is a good time for you guys to decide what cards you want me to read for you like if you have a specific kind of deck that feels like it's calling to you all right tom let's see if we can build upon the wisdom of the oracle with a mayan card for you shall we and i love these cards they're so they feel good when you're shuffling them and they also are beautifully colors colored in colored created so tom portal of transcendence portal de transcendencia there you go look at that (laughs) the galactic center right there correct and let's see that sounds like it's one of the lenses that we're looking through um so just a moment while i pull that before these apparently okay so the qualities of this card birth canal of the divine self contractions of birth bliss stargate ecstatic communion secret doorway seen and unseen emptiness the void unknowable revealed and revealer and it says i am beyond yet within above yet below, the unknowable, the seen and unseen. Journey into my formless potential, merge with my emptiness and discover your fullness. Come child of the cosmos, you are being revealed in the forthcoming miracle. Enter the beckoning portal of the greater reality. Travel the starry vastness in the greater constellation of self. Fulfill your yearning to merge with the one heart. Soar into the oneness of shared essence, burst old bonds and limitations, breathe the divine breath, expand to include more of who you truly are, the stargate through which new worlds are seeded. Open now to ecstatic communion and the rapture and grace of, the, of unconditional love. Awaken to the joyful celebration in this realm where there is only love. Drink deeply of your homecoming. Experience the sublime bliss and unity found in the eternal present moment. Freed from separation, there is no doubt that you are love's presence. Fully merge once again with the serene vibration of this home, home in quotes. As you return home, renewed and awakened, embody the joyful frequency of heaven on earth. The new frequencies of the golden octave now dance within you in the splendor of the unified pulse. You are in a birth canal, surrender to the contractions. You are in the process of birthing your expanded self, be delivered into ecstasy. You are the conscious dreamer, awakening the dream, assist in the creation of the quantum leap that will catapult the earth into a new spiral of being. You are the knower. You are the oracle. You are the love. In Lakesh, there is no other. How poetic. I love that card. That's a lovely, lovely card, Tom. Okay, so Corey, what did she want? A dragon. I think that's appropriate for you, Corey. Let's put you there. Feels right. And let's get this. Okay, Corey, what is your message for the weekend? Uh, magenta dragon enables you to bring forward your soul wisdom awaken your soul memories and higher spiritual understanding prepare for accelerated ascension so there's your pink or magenta excuse me dragon mm. all right so let's see what that card means magenta oh let's go to the that is a fifth dimensional dragon and it says this glorious fifth dimensional magenta dragons accompany us on our eternal soul journey as we experience and learn from all the universes planes and dimensions as they travel with us they remind us that we are immensely wise and learned beings with so much to offer because we have gone through the veils of amnesia we have forgotten who we truly are As soon as magenta dragons connect with us, they prepare us to remember our unique role in this universe. They place us in an extraordinary deep pink flame of love, higher spiritual understanding and wisdom. They work with Archangel Mario, who is in charge of the soul star chakra of humanity. The dragons prepare the way so that the archangel can wake us up at a deep soul level. Once we have woken, we can never see ourselves in the same way again. We recognize who we truly are and bring forward our soul wisdom. Here's your guidance, Corey. This is a card of accelerated ascension. A magenta dragon is here to remind you that you are an illumined soul carrying much wisdom. It is helping you to dissolve any remaining veils of illusion and preparing you to become an enlightened one. It has come to you now to remind you that all is love for we are all one. It is time to see all things with the wise inner eyes of truth. Treat everyone as if they were you. Your guidance is to sit quietly with your magenta dragon and allow the door to your vast soul memories to open. When you reveal to yourself who you truly are, you will help to bring forward the new golden age. Magenta dragon. Love it. Love it. Love it, Corey. That's helpful for you. And then let's see, uh, Debbie... Debbie, Debbie, uh, Debbie hasn't said what type of card. Okay, so Debbie, um, hmm. Let's do a Wisdom of the Oracle for you, Debbie. Okay, so Debbie Tippett's to meal. This is what you need to know going into the weekend. And wow, maybe this isn't the deck. Uh -uh. Uh Aha, she needs an angel guide instead. Okay, so Debbie, (laughs) I apologize for that. Wisdom of the Oracle was not the one, but somehow... Yes, now we have a card. Raise your vibration. Isn't that a beautiful card? Raise your vibration. And by the way, this is the Angel Guide deck, uh, the Angel Guide Oracle by Kyle Gray. Kyle Gray's deck. So raise your vibration. Let's see what the wisdom is here for you, Deb. Okay, your message. It's time to move up a level. It's time to fly high. You may have experienced some setbacks or felt low recently, but that is behind you now, and you have the opportunity to light up like never before. Everything in the entire universe is comprised of energy, and that energy vibrates, drawing toward it similar energy. So, raising your vibration means aligning yourself with situations, people, places, and choices that you know will lift you up and support you and help you grow when this card appears you have overcome the darkness and are moving into a time of opportunity like a phoenix rising from the ashes you can be reborn know that angels are acknowledging your commitment to growth and you are filled with inspiration now and attracting only good here's the extended message There's a sense of achievement around you at this time. You may be receiving documentation, certification, or a reward of some description to acknowledge your growth or experience. This is a time to cherish, a time to enjoy the rewards of your commitment to living with integrity and doing good. You have overcome many challenges and risen above adversity, judgment, and possibly even abuse. You are ascending spiritually and personally at this time, and the universe is supporting you. This is a pathway of light, the pathway of your soul's evolution, ascension. It's also why you might be feeling low, tired, fatigued, and low energy at the moment. So that tells you a great deal of information. All right. Um, I saw that there was someone that wanted... Okay, I, yeah, I don't have time for any more, guys. I wish I could do more readings, but unfortunately, I am stacked back to back today uh, with my schedule. So um, feel free, you guys are all capable. You could get your own decks of cards and you could do your own readings. It's pretty easy. As you see, all I do is shuffle, shuffle and pull. So maybe getting your own deck of cards and testing your own intuition chops to see how you do. All right, well everybody take care, have a great weekend. Remember it's about possibilities and to be a little circumspect with one another uh, and with how you spend your money and do it wisely. and in your relationships, love is the answer. All right, take care. With the lucky landsli, you can get lucky just about anywhere.